It's not live, but it is the news, according to me. Good Friday morning. It is February 20, February 22nd. What? It's February 2. February 2nd. It's the second day of February. It's the first Friday of February. Many places have uh, first Friday events. This is the first Friday event of the news according to me. It is Kevin talking to you today. I, I'm just all discombobulated. I, I've been trying to get this live thing going here in the last hour and a half. I am still at my, my home studio. I did not make it to the international worldwide headquarters. I have, um, it is 9.24 a.m. on a Friday, the second day of February, second month, second day, the 2024th year of our Lord, give or take 15 years. But we have, um, I have in my cup that I've had for probably 15 years, I have, uh, I have some chai in there with some coconut cream creamer. My backup cup has apple cider. It's, uh, it's rather refreshing. Nice and tart. Good for the old vocal cords. Yeah, supposedly. Oh, I got some interesting stuff to talk about today. I'm going to just talk about off-topic stuff. Just been, been kind of in this miry mush of just things that are just the same all the time. I just uh, started my stopwatch for some reason. I don't know why. I just clicked on my, pushed a button on my watch and it just started doing all kinds of things. So I, I, just, I just think we need to press on with some other things. It's, it's, you know, it's Friday. It's the end of the week. No. Who really cares what's going on in the world right now? It's just, you know, we know where it's going. We know how this is all going to end. We've got, you know, more and more. Has anybody heard about this, this, this farmer things going on? It started in France, I guess. It actually started in the Netherlands, but it's, it's it's become and it's and it's all about the uh, the World Economic Forum. The, the, it's it's all about this world stuff, the Paris Accords, all the, all this different stuff is going on. But France has uh, really gone. They're going over the the farmers are going over the deep end. There, there's videos just to give you an idea of what's going on over there. Uh, what has happened economically is. Ukraine, uh, they've they've dropped all the since the war started. The, the the they've dropped all the restrictions on Ukraine for all of the um, the grain that has been that has been coming from and and, and uh, products that have been coming from Ukraine. They've dropped all the restrictions and tariffs so that they could continue to sell everything. It, you know, they're try, just trying to help out the war effort. Well, meanwhile, they have not reduced any of the restrictions on the farmers in, in country, in the European Union, in, the, in Europe. And many, many of the farmers in, in many of the countries are getting just hit like a ton of bricks, getting hit hard with this stuff. And what has ended up happening now is we have... Um, Well, they're they're revolting. 
Now, when you tick off the farmers to the point where they're committing crimes and doing bad things, you, you've got – you've destroyed your country. You have – they are the core. I, I tell you, farmers are the, some of the hardest working people. They, they love what they do. They love their land. They, they are the, kind of the, the fabric of your country really. I mean they're, they're a huge part of it. They're not the only ones. But I mean there's – just because you're not a farmer doesn't mean you're not part of the fabric of the country. I'm just saying you've got, you've got people who are – I mean literally, literally down to earth. These people have invested in the land. Blood, sweat, and tears into their, into their land. And they are very practical about things. Get or done mentality. Farmer engineering and ingenuity is – they've invented so many things in this world. When you tick them off. You've, you've done something really wrong. Now, part of this goes back to the, you know, there is this questionable thing. That I, I, and I, I contend that the powers that be, that's just like the, the Dr. John Campbell, by the way, just, just getting into the, I'm just going to dive into all this stuff. Just, Dr. John Campbell is a, is, he's a believer now, by the way. He has actually said, Knowing what I know now and what they've told me and how they lied to us, I would not have gotten the vaccine. That's what he said. He is about as upset as – and he's really going after this whole thing. And, he, and anybody knows. He, he went – he was a big proponent of this whole thing. All he was doing was going through the statistics every day. He would report statistics about what was going on around the world. Very down-to-earth very precise, took a very scientific approach to everything that was going on. The more he found out in the last year, he has started to ask some very serious questions and he's getting some very difficult answers. If he's getting answers at all, in many cases, it's the filling in the blank where there are no answers and where they won't answer questions. And then when the answers are discovered, it's, it makes it very obvious why they didn't have the answers for us initially. All kinds of things that he's discovering and opening up now and having discussions with all kinds of people. And he's very upset. And one of the things he's upset about is the excess death toll numbers that are happening. In other words... Now, I don't know how I can explain this on the radio without a chart and a graph, but if it's you have a normal rate of, of a normal death rate that we can calculate. And here, here's the here, okay, I'm going to go through this whole thing because maybe people, folks, don't understand what's happened here. So up until 2020, we had a normal death rate. Of course, it was you know every year it's up and down a little bit, but it's, it's there's this normal rate of death in the country. You have you know a certain number of population. Certain, certain countries had you know, more or less death rate, whatever it was. So you'd have this certain number of, of the population, would, a certain percentage of the population would die. And over, over time, that was a pretty constant standard. Now, after 2020, of course, that year, 2020, 
the death rate to some degree went up because of COVID-related death. Then COVID kind of went away. Once that the initial curve hit, now what happens is you have a culling off. And this is, I don't, I do not like to talk about people as if they are stock. I have heard Joe Biden say things about white European stock. I, we are not stock. We are not cattle. We're not your chattel. We're not serfs. We're human beings. Don't talk about us like we're some kind of herd. And I hate using these terms. So I'm not implying that we are cattle when I say some of these things. But there is a certain number of people who died prematurely who would have died anyway. Obviously, everybody dies. But I mean, it's, it's just there were those among us who were compromised, had compromised situations anyway. They, maybe they would have, you know, they had cancer, they were fighting cancer, and they maybe would have died in a month, ended up dying a month sooner or six months sooner. Or they had conditions where they would have probably survived for another 20 years on medication and all kinds of treatment and, and, and died from whatever they had, be it diabetes or some people discovered they had leukemia in the middle of this thing. I, I know one, one doctor actually recovered from COVID. He was actually on a respirator and recovered. He had the, uh, the plasma therapy thing too. And he recovered, and after he recovered, within a month, they just found out that he actually had, had leukemia. They didn't, they didn't know that before because he was still having issues afterwards and discovered, well, he's got this other, this other issue that they didn't know about. And that was part of his immunosystem being compromised. And his, so he's fighting that now. But, but the, the whole issue is that there was this initial increase in the number of deaths, but the people who, the, many of the people who died, it was, a, it was, they were premature. They weren't at the same rate. Now, once you have that number of people dying off, there should be a decrease for a short period of time in the number of deaths because now you have a healthier population those who were compromised, who made it through that, in, in, in the, this has always happened this way, the, the numbers drop off and you actually have a lower rate of, of death for a short period of time. In fact, by the end of 2020, it, it was supposed to have been down again. The, the rate should have been below what it was normally. So it, it kind of averages out over the course of that time, over the course of those two years, from 2020 to 2022. So all of 2020 and all of 2021, there should have been this averaging out and back to normal status by the end of 2021. Now, we also introduced the vaccine at the end of 2020. That uh, Joe Biden takes credit for. Now, they're finding out 
Now, now, so this, we had this excess death problem. So this, so this ex, excess death rate thing was happening, which is about, I think it's about 5%. Five, it's between 5 and 15%, depending on where you live and what age group you're in. But the age group, actually, the, the lower, the younger you are, the higher the, age, the, higher the, death, the excess deaths are. I think it's like 15% among uh, is it 12 to 25-year-olds. Something like that. It's, it's, I'm not, don't quote me on the numbers. I'm not, I'm not positive. I just know that there's, there's this ridiculous amount of excess deaths. In other words, a higher death rate among the populations. Some countries are worse than others. And they can't explain it. Their initial explanation was, well, you know, COVID, uh, COVID apparently damaged people. Some of people have damaged. Well, at first, at first they said, well, you know, all the people who, who would have gotten uh, treatment, who would have come into the hospital and, you know, found out that they had problems, cancer or whatever it was, they weren't getting diagnosed because they weren't coming in for that, for that period of time. So then they, they you know, they're, they got further along with their disease and they weren't treated right away. That's led to all these excess deaths. Well, here we are four years later. And the excess deaths are still happening. And the excess deaths did not start happening. It didn't start happening after COVID. It started happening after the vaccines. It's now being tracked. And this is, this is where Dr. John Campbell's very thorough analysis of statistics comes in. He saw the problem. I think he was one of the first people that even mentioned it. And he started confronting Governments and health, health uh, agencies, government health agencies around the countries, different countries, he started asking them about these questions. And he started asking the news media why they weren't started, you know, they weren't giving in an answer. So he went to the news media. Media started pushing back on it. And he just, he just kept asking questions and nobody was giving him any answers. And the data showed very clearly. Then studies started coming out. There were peer-reviewed studies that were coming out that showed that it, was, it wasn't COVID. It's not COVID's not the problem here. It was the vaccines. It points directly at the vaccines. So this is, it's one of those things that it's, well, how do you, you know, and, and so now he's, he's, he's kind of on an all-out war now. I mean, he still, he still does other things and talks about like long COVID and talks about some of those kinds of things and what's happening, but he, he's really is, um, he's kind of got his mind set now on going after this whole thing with the vaccines and how we were lied to. Now I was, I was initially Well, I'm not going to talk about that story. It's just, it's one of the comments that I had made originally about the, the vaccine and about natural immunity. And I was snapped at by some people close to me. And of course, Rachel Maddow, who will not play the president's speech because of all his disinformation. And we're not going to play his speech because he's, he just says too many lies. We're, we're just, we really wish we could, but we can't because we're, we're too ethical for that. She still has on there. They still have things up about the vaccine and how it's, there's all kinds of memes out there, video memes. You can find them all over the place. Rachel Maddow talking about the vaccine and how it stops. You know, if you get, if you're vaccinated, the, the, the you know, the COVID stops with, with that person that's vaccinated. That's it. It ends right there. 
So if everybody's vaccinated, the COVID ends, the pandemic ends because of the vaccine. And in reality, that's not what stopped the, 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 what stopped the pandemic was the mutation in Africa. Where COVID all of a sudden became, it was Omicron, wasn't it? I think it was Omicron. All of a sudden became a non-issue. Even Bill Gates admitted it. He said, sadly, sadly, you know, the virus is now inoculating everyone without very little problems. Sadly, he said that. I'll find it. I'll find it. Don't tempt me. I'll find it. I know what you're thinking. Well, where is that? Where is that? I'll find it. I'm going to find it here while we're talking. In the meantime... I want you to listen to this. This is kind of an it's an interesting thing. Elon Musk is brilliant. He's a chess. You know, guy could he can play forty chess with half his brain tied behind his back. He has this interview. I think this guy is a uh, who is this guy? I th- I think this guy is. Uh, this might be a short. I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a short on the on YouTube. I think he's I think he's a uh, BBC reporter talking to, to Elon Musk, and Elon kind of throws it back in his face. And this guy's going after him because of Twitter. A lot of times on shorts, you don't get the background story. You have to kind of look at the comments, see what's going on. But uh, the this guy's going on and on about uh, how Twitter was taking down some of its policies and stuff on, on COVID misinformation. Like he's going saying, what, you know, you're, you're not, uh, you, you took down your stuff on misinformation. And he goes, oh, has BBC, has BBC changed its policy on misinformation? And he, he throws it right back in their face. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to pin him against the wall saying he's, he's responsible for, he's, or he's irresponsible in the way he handled COVID and the misinformation issues. And Elon puts it right back in his face and basically says, you know, this is, You know, you guys had all kinds of misinformation, just much like Rachel Maddow saying, you know, all this stuff about the the vaccines and everything else that she said. Russia, Russia, Russia for four years. Still says it. Still says that Trump is a is a Putin puppet. That the Russians interfered with our our election. They can't quantify it. They don't know how many votes were changed. Nobody has ever come forward saying, well, you know, I, I saw that meme and I changed my mind. I, that's why I, why I voted the way I did. They're still blaming Russia for that. So let's listen to the, this Mr. Elon. This, this might play over and over. I don't know. I'll have to try to catch it at the end if it does, but we'll, we'll try to play this. Hopefully this will play pretty quickly. I, I think we got things straightened. I, I re, restarted my computer and kind of got things rebooted on some things. And I think things are going to be a little faster today. We'll try this. So here he is. He's asking these questions, and he just he th- kind of shoves it back in the guy's face. You changed the COVID misinformation. Has rules. BBC changed its COVID misinformation? The BBC does not set the rules on Twitter, so I'm asking you. No, I'm talking about the BBC's misinformation about COVID. I'm, I'm, I'm literally Has asking you about you changed the labels, the COVID misinformation labels. There used to be a policy, and then 
then disappeared. Why, why do that? Well, COVID is no longer an issue. Does the BBC hold itself at all responsible for misinformation regarding masking and side effects of vaccinations and not reporting on that at all? And what about the fact that the BBC was put under pressure by the British government to change its editorial policy? Are you aware of that? This is, a, this is not an interview about the BBC. Oh, so. you thought it wasn't? <laughs> and this, I see now why you've done Twitter spaces. I am not a representative of the BBC's editorial. Oh, now all of a sudden he's not a representative. Yeah, yeah not, not a representative all of a sudden. I'm not a representative of the BBC. <laughs> well, would you like some tea? <laughs> some tea and crumpets? <laughs> oh. See, this guy was going after Twitter. Didn't want to come back on BBC, and all of a sudden it's come back on BBC, and all of a sudden he's, oh, oh, I don't know anything to do with that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just supposed to ask these tough questions. You're supposed to just you know, answer these stupid questions. This is two years ago. Rachel Maddow. She says this. I'll just say before we do that, um, just as a personal plea from me, if you have been putting off being vaccinated for whatever reason, don't agonize about it. Don't let anybody make you feel bad about that and, you know, get you defensive about it. Just make a fresh decision now. Take a fresh look at the issue now, looking at what's going on now. No matter why you have put it off in the past, no judgment. Now is the time to actually go do it. Because we really cannot afford you having to go to the hospital right now. If you're unvaccinated, you have a much higher chance of getting this newly transmissible variant we had never seen before, before a couple of weeks ago. And it's the unvaccinated people who... By the way, Anthony Fauci himself said there's no difference. Anybody can get it, regardless of whether they're vaccinated or not. There's the same nasal pharynx, same amount of virus in your nasal pharynx. I can play that audio if you want me to. It's going to make sick. And we really just cannot afford for you to have to go to the hospital right now. I mean, look all around the country. We can't afford to have you go to the hospital right now. We. Depending on where you live, there is a very good chance there's no room for you in the hospital right now if you need to go. And if you can somehow get a bed because you got COVID and you got sick from it because you weren't vaccinated. Because you weren't vaccinated. Because nobody was, everybody that was vaccinated, nobody went to the hospital that was vaccinated. <laughs> if you are able to get yourself into a bed, you're going to be filling a bed that somebody else really needs. So even if you didn't feel like you could do it before, even if you've been holding off for whatever reason, look at it freshly now. Now would be the time. Even if it wasn't okay for you before, it's okay for you to do it now. Honestly. I think she could, this is, I think, hope this is where she goes into this whole thing about. And if you are vaccinated, but you haven't been boosted yet and you're eligible. For oh, got to get boosted. Got to get boosted. Your booster. This uh, is all. Now she can say all this stuff, but President Trump talking about how I want you to march pre- peacefully and, and patriotically. Down to the Capitol building. Oh, we can't play that. Can't play that. That's misinformation. Disinformation. He's an insurrectionist. And I know from anecdotal experience where in part of the country where I live right now, signing up for a booster right now is sometimes hard to find an appointment. The only reason I'm saying that is not because you should be discouraged from trying to get one, but because if you know you need to get your booster, you should try to make your appointment now because you may have to make it some distance in advance in order to get into a vaccination site. So time. By the way, the booster is just another shot. It's not a booster. There's nothing different about it. It's just it's the same thing. By the way, Rand Paul, 
We'll get into that Do in just it. a minute. This is it. All right. So that was her. Now she's not talking about that. This isn't the one I was hoping because apparently maybe they've scrubbed it because MSNBC would have had this on their thing. Oh, yeah, this, you should read the comments here. I, I remember when you said clearly that stated that the uh, jab would stop the disease. How wrong does uh, one have to be before they, they lose all credibility? Why is she not in jail for spreading intentionally misinformation? Uh, intentional misinformation is called disinformation, by the way. Uh, I'm so grateful that the YouTube is protecting this beautiful display of misinformation. It's, it's disinformation. Uh, be very, very clear about that. All these people, oh, there's just comment after comment on this whole thing about how she's, uh, this, oh, this is a year ago. Well, most of these comments are like a year ago. And people are just livid over this whole thing. And this is an MSNBC. But now, if you, on any given day, if you look at MSNBC, when they first come out with a, a, a video, this is, this is how it disingenuous, and I've, I've talked about this before. When, whenever you see a, a video of... MSNBC or CNN, either one, and you look at the comments, the initial comments, especially when they're talking about Joe Biden or anything about the election or anything, anything about tr Donald Trump, they come out immediately and the, and the comments are nothing but, you know, all positive, pro, whatever it is they're talking about. No, Joe Biden's the best, blah, 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 blah. Donald Trump's the worst, blah, 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 blah. Oh, blah, blah. All you see is comment after comment after comment. They fill up the comments with, with these. And I'm, I'm, I'm convinced it's cut and paste because I see the same comments over and over and over. And, for, and many times it's the same people, the same usernames. If you look close, you have to dig pretty deeply, but you'll, find, you'll find, start finding repeats. Usually there's about 20 of them, 20, 20, and then they start, they start over again if you start digging down into that. And I, and I could do it. I could probably do an expose video on this thing just to show it, screenshot type thing. You'd have to be able to see it, I guess. But we have this, this thing where they, they, they go over this stuff. And what ends up happening is people, after about a, you know, a week, when people stop watching that particular one, this, you know, this, this, this one, the most recent comment was like a year and a half ago. Now this is, this might just be most viewed or whatever it is. But yeah, a year ago, there's something on here for two years ago. Most of it's a year ago, two years ago, one year ago. Most recent comments. I don't, I don't know what, what, uh, what else would be on, might be on this. But it still has, uh, it still has a, a, I think it might even have a thing down here. Wave of my Yeah, there's, there's no. There, oh, yeah, there it is. COVID nineteen vaccine. Get the latest information from the CDC. They still have. They still have this disclaimer on here. At the bottom of it, that, that YouTube puts on. It's still on there. But the once once that initial you know, viewing has happened, and the and the the views start to go down at a certain point, they stop doing the the comments. And then, then all the real people that come out, you know, because you might see one in 50 comments that it's, it's negative, And then you'll see on all these others that are there. They just fill up the, the, the comment spread with positive comments or a particular narrative. And then all of a sudden, when they stop doing that, because they move on to the next thing. Uh, Jimmy Dore has done a really good uh, expose on Rachel Maddow. He's, he's, he's usually 
he really hits her pretty hard. He's Jimmy Dore used to be a way left left leaning guy. He was a Bernie supporter, Bernie Sanders guy, and he was he would ride along with the left wing wing radicals with all the nuts. Um, I would you know he was right in the center. He was in fact I think he might have even worked. I think there was at least somebody in his organization I think that worked for the Young Turks. I think he was actually on the Young Turks, if I remember correctly. Now, the Young Turks is a uh, – that's where Anna Conspiracy conspira, – uh, consp, you know, whatever her name is. And um, Chink Uger, Chunk Uger. Uh, Chink, Chink actually runs the thing. Anna Kasparian, I think is her name. And she, and she – they, they have this show where they – they are just left-wing nutcases, and I think I think even Dave Rubin. My, there, it seems like there were some several people there who've been on that show, who were disillusioned by the whole thing and actually ended up finally coming around to the uh, well. Just Jimmy Dore was was uh, vaccine injured and started asking questions. In fact, his doctor told him not to take it, and he, he did anyway. And then I, I think that's the way it went. It's, it's, it's something to that effect. I, it, 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 he was given some counsel on taking it, and he took a thing, and he got had problems, all kinds of issues. And he's still, still dealing with it to this day. And so he's, you know, he came out with that whole thing. Well, that, that kind of started opening up his – he started looking at things a little bit. He started asking questions. And then he, then he started realizing, hey, this Trump guy hasn't gotten us into any other wars. Now he doesn't he doesn't care for Trump, but you can tell he he's he's more sympathetic towards Trump than anybody else because he got burned by Bernie Sanders as well. And many people did. That's this is uh, H. A. Goodman, who was a huge Trump supporter and would have would have probably gotten behind Hillary Clinton had there been no Bernie Sanders. But he saw the way Hillary Clinton treated Bernie Sanders and what happened with the DNC. And in that process, then he saw, he saw Bernie Sanders. And this is the same thing happened with, with uh, Jimmy Dore. Now, there were, there were a lot of people who were so disgruntled with the way Jim, Bernie Sanders just basically caved to what the DNC wanted. He got some kind of a deal out of that whole thing. Now, he claims he's got, been given and inherited all kinds of properties and he sold his books and all that kind of stuff and all the stuff that was going on. Now, books are a whole – they're kind of like the, the art you can get a ghostwriter. There's just all kinds of ways of covering up all kinds of dirty money. And books, is, they're one of them. You can put books on Amazon. Somebody can come in and buy 10,000 of them. Or they can go to the publisher and say, we want, we want to buy 10,000 of those books. At, you know, full price. Okay, well, so, so Bernie sells a whole bunch of books, makes a million dollars. And then all of a sudden, he's not talking about millionaires and billionaires. He's talking about, he's just talking about billionaires. Oh, they got to pay, pay the fish, yeah. Got to pay the, pay, pay the fish, huh? Millionaires and billionaires. Oh, just, oh, just the billionaires, because I'm not a millionaire now, so I, just, the, just the millionaires. Millionaires are okay. The, the, the billionaires, just the billionaires. Cori Bush, who's in trouble right now, because of misappropriation of funds. She apparently hired her 
brother-in-law or somebody to for security and for some million-dollar contract and he doesn't do anything to it. These people hate this country. They hate this. They hate the, the nuclear family. They hate the patriarchy, they call it. So now they're using books to do this stuff. Somebody comes out with a book. They go on a tour. They get out there. They, get, they sign this contract. They have, they have a ghostwriter. I, I, go, go out and just, just go out and write a book, folks. Just try, try it. Just, try, just go out there and write yourself a book. And spend, you know, just spend three or four months, six months writing a book. You know, Mike Pence, the one of the busiest people, you can't, you can't tell me that being the vice president is not a busy job. I'm sorry. It's a busy job. You're doing a lot of traveling. You're doing a lot of stuff. You're in, you're in charge. You're, you're the head of the Senate. You preside over the Senate. You can't tell me you're not busy. Now, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fairly busy guy. I've got quite a bit of time. I've been trying to write a book for like the last five years. I've got some things. I've got some notes. I've got some stuff done. Now, guarantee, now I, granted, I'm not disciplined enough to actually just get it done. I, I could be getting up an extra hour early every day and getting it done. And I probably should do that. And, and, and I think this year is, is my year for writing this book. I've, I've really got to get it done. In fact, I've got two books I'm trying to write. But one of them, one of them is more of a political book. It's, it pertains a lot more to this this particular podcast. The other one has more to do with a, a training book. It's more of a teaching book on how to do voiceover work in a world where one man living in a land before time. So this, you know, it's, and that's not just, that's not the only kind of voiceover. That's, that's one genre of voiceover. The bread and butter of voiceover work, by the way, is not movie trailer guy. It is, this is part A. Put part A into part B. Then attach five, you know, or, or do you suffer from gastrointestinal, whatever. It's just, th those are the kind of videos, or that's the kind of audio stuff that just, that makes your money. That makes, that, that's your bread and butter right there. The average guy next door who's able to articulately just say something, read a script, and explain it in a, in a normal average guy next door voice. That's, that's what you want. I, trust me, I've... If you ever hear a commercial for Keytruda, pay attention. It could be me. It's, you know, you might hear him on national television. It's, I'm the guy talking about the, you know, it may cause diarrhea. It may cause, you know, flashing burns on your head. It may cause your head to explode. Or, I just, you know, just listen up to all that stuff. I, it's not, that's not really in the commercial. I'm just kidding about that, but I could probably get in trouble just for saying it. But... I'm just saying you might, you might, I'm just saying it might be me. I'm not saying it is me. I'm just saying it might be, you know, cause I'm not, a, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. All I know is it's out there for the next couple of years. You'll probably hear it. So the, um, anyway, so the new, the new thing now is books. They can, they can throw money around and, and get money into somebody's coffers by selling and buying, buying something. But that, it's just, the, it's the new money laundering scheme. And so they, Mike Pence all of a sudden comes out with a book right after, right after he gets done being the vice president. Well, in my book, I've got my book. I've got my book. I wrote my book. I wrote this in my book. Really, Mike, you had all the time in the world to write that book. You wrote a book all about this stuff and you're going through this whole book. Now, now I'm, not saying he didn't, I'm not saying he didn't write the book. I'm just saying I'm very skeptical of this. 
You talk to anybody who's written books or writes books for a living. It is, it is a grueling task. And, and most of these guys, most of these people, like, like Brian Kilmeade and everybody else, where does Brian Kilmeade find time? Bill O'Reilly, okay, I know he's got a lot, of, a lot of extra time now, but he was coming out with like two books a year. I think Sean Hannity comes out with a book every year. Brian Kilmeade comes out with two or three. These people aren't writing books. They have a ghostwriter. So what you do is you say, this is my topic. This is what I want to talk about. They might sit down with an interview and every day they check in with the person for like 15 or 20 minutes. And that's how they get it done. Now, I have, um, I, have to, I have to say, uh, I had a little technical difficulty here. And apparently lost about uh, 20 minutes worth of the show. I, I apologize for that. Um, I was just about to wrap the show up and realized I went back and looked at the, uh, the audio, what was happening with the audio, and apparently it had stopped recording. So what, what happens is it, it, it's, it keeps running, but there's no audio going on to the, uh, the waveform. I'm not sure what happens with that. I'm not sure what's going on with that. But it apparently stopped all, all of a sudden, so I'm not sure what happened. The, that, and I, so I, I didn't really say – I did say a few things about uh, what was going on, I guess, with the, the whole book thing. And, uh, and, uh, and I, I got into the whole – actually got into the uh, – a bit more into the vaccine thing and all this stuff that was going on, telling a story. I was just telling a personal story about something that happened during the, during the COVID time. Not at all that important. Um, just kind of, you know, replaying the whole thing about what was going on during all that time. So in the meantime, uh, folks, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, and, uh, you know, call it good for the show. I, and I, I do apologize that some of the show was missing and I have to kind of, kind of sh- cut it short here now at this point, but, um, it's now 1014 to give you an idea. I think I started the show at 10, 940, 24, whatever, whatever it was. And, uh, so I, I'm going to, Call it a show. Call it a week. Call it a show. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're going to call it something. I might, I might have a show tomorrow morning. It's, it's, it's kind of possible that tomorrow uh, or this, this week, uh, it's very, very possible I will be in Columbus on Monday morning. And I'll actually be able to have a show in Columbus uh, Monday morning. Tuesday morning, same thing. Uh, unfortunately, Tuesday will probably be a show, but it probably will be a very late in the day show. Possibly, it's also a possibility I may have a show every day, and it's every day next week. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday again is going to be. Uh, looks like it's wide open to for having a show next week, and uh, next week is going to be a little bit more normal. I'm back to doing some things, and I and I, I'm going to make a promise to you, my listeners, that I'm going to spend an hour a day working on my book. It's called The Conspiracy with a question mark. Evidence of things unseen. God bless, folks. Have a great weekend. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom.